This episode of New Jersey Living, the podcast, we are diving into what I'm calling part four of the Buyer Beware series. Uh, those who've been watching, we have uh, episode number one that was on inspection and attorney review and what the inspection contingency is. During that episode, if you recall, if you haven't seen it, just dial back and either whatever platform you use for podcasting and just check it out. It's one of the early ones or probably maybe episode three or four. Uh, that one we talked about inspection contingency as it pertains to protections for the buyer and what buyers need to be concerned about. And we did talk about USTs, underground storage tanks, which is something that is, you know, pretty common here in New Jersey. All right. So uh, there is at one point in Jersey's history, there was just a significant proliferation of underground storage tanks for fuel heating, uh, oil heating, that is, um, for homes that were built in a mostly pre-war time frame. So we're going to dive a little deeper into that topic today. And uh, the other buyer bewares were more specific to appraisals and then the home inspection itself. Uh, but another piece of those inspections that I always have my clients uh, undergo is a sewage line, uh, sewer scope, which is an inspection of the sewage line. It's one of those hidden dangers that you never really see or notice, uh, but something that can become very costly if there are issues with that system as you buy. So this I'm going I'm considering part four of that series. So stay tuned. And we got we have some very uh, significant and important and interesting content coming your way. Let's dive into it now. Welcome to New Jersey Living, the podcast, where we explore all things New Jersey real estate. I'm your host, Corey Jones, a real estate agent with Coldwell Banker and team leader of the New Jersey Living Group. We're a team of experienced agents who specialize in residential sales in several counties ranging from Bergen County in northern New Jersey to Ocean County down the shore. On this podcast, we will talk to real estate experts, local business owners, community leaders, and town officials to get the inside scoop various towns in New Jersey. We'll discuss everything from the latest market trends to featured local attractions with dining, recreation, and entertainment. Whether you're a current resident, a prospective buyer, or just curious about New Jersey real estate, we have something for you. So sit back, relax, and join us for a conversation about all things New Jersey living. As I said in intro, welcome to episode 15 of New Jersey Living, the podcast. And this is part four of our Buyer Beware series. What lies beneath is kind of our theme for this, this particular episode. I have with me two guests that I work with routinely on pretty much all of my buy side transactions. So I have one of the key uh, technicians and I'm going to get your your, your um, actual title, because Brian, you're director of operations. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's, so it's Brian... big fancy uh, director of operations. <laughs> okay. <right>. Yes. <laughs> so Brian is on a number of my uh, my jobs that I have that I call in for uh, GPR1. GPR1 is my go-to for um, oil tank uh, sweeps. And Brian is going to get into the technical side of what they do and why I really lean to that company when I um, are recommending to buyers that they need to have one. And then Rocco. Rocco is my go-to guy for sewer scopes. Um, Rocco is going to drop some of his insight and experiences uh, with that because we've had to navigate some, yeah, very interesting scenarios, right, Rock? So we uh, sure we'll get some of his insights here as well. So I'm going to start 
uh, with Brian, GPR1. Uh, so, Brian, just give us a little bit um, of background on GPR1 itself, the company. Yeah, so um, so we have two companies under one roof. This is, this is commonly a, a little bit confusing, but uh, so it's GPR1 call and GPR tanks. We have GPR1 calls, an older company and been in business over 10 years, uh, underground locating, commercial underground locating, all types of underground locating. So five years ago, um, it got to the point where we were regular, regularly, regularly receiving phone calls uh, from realtors. You know, we've had a tank sweep done. We found a metal anomaly under the ground here. Can you guys come out with ground penetrating radar and figure out what may be below? And um, the answer to that is yes, absolutely. We can see size, shape, and depth with uh, ground penetrating radar. And uh, basically, we would show up and take care of that job, but it was one thing that we could offer, one service. And we saw the need immediately for a proper UST investigation, UST underground storage tank. That's what that stands for, that common term you, you may hear throughout this little uh, podcast. But we decided to um, just come up with a new system utilizing all of the underground locating techniques that we have to offer at GPR One Call, create a new business, GPR Tank Sweep. And that's what we did. So our system is a five-step process, um, starting with a visual inspection. We're going to look in the basement for any signs of previous oil use. Uh, what we're looking for is feed lines that have been abandoned, cut off. I mean, even the cement trail where they used to be, we can follow that around and see where you know they might have led out of the foundation. If we find abandoned copper lines, we then use line tracing equipment. Uh, we hook onto those lines, and that takes us out where a tank is or once was. Um, valuable information. There are. This isn't normally a process that's been done by, or you know, hasn't been used by underground locating companies just looking for tanks. So um, then, metal detection, of course, walk around the perimeter of the property. Thirty foot perimeter is standard, or we can absolutely do whole property sweeps when requested. Um, with metal detector, then GPR scanning, that's ground penetrating radar. It's a device that looks like a push mower and we push it back and forth over the area that we want to check in a grid-like format. And we can see size, shape, depth. Um, we can sometimes see UST grave is what we call it. When there's been a tank and they filled that hole with uh, gravel or fill material and we know that there was one there, we can see it, you know. Finally, if we believe there's a tank there, we do rod probing, fifth step. That's where we literally drill down with uh, like these four foot long drill bits that we made and touch the tank and then stick a magnet to it to be sure we have a steel structure, not a steel reinforced concrete structure that may have been buried, you know, like construction debris, abandoned septic, abandoned stormwater management system, you know, anything that isn't a, a UST. That's how we make a differentiation. So that's our process, but, um, also equally valuable uh, is our report. Our report's done by the end of the following business day, and we carry $2 million professional liability insurance on our report. So if we err in our investigation and we have insurance in place to take, take care of it. So that gives great peace of mind for the home buyer, you know, um, that all of the areas have been checked. Typically, if you just order just a tank sweep, a guy's going to show up with a metal detector mm -hmm. and do a visual inspection in the basement. Well, that leaves a lot of areas unchecked because what about the steel reinforced concrete walkway or the, the you know, that stamped yeah. concrete patio in the back? They've got the fine print on their report stating that, you know, this investigation excludes areas of high interference, which mm. is, you know, we don't do that. We, we check those areas. We check them using ground penetrating radar so that we're doing a much th more thorough uh, job.
That's and why I was going to jump in. It. That's, uh, yeah, because I was so, going to jump in when you had mentioned, um, you know, the, the report itself and what have you. And as you led into that, I remember distinctly there was a job where, and this is going back a few years, um, and the buyer he preferred. Most of my clients will at least research recommendations that I provide, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I, by no means, I, I don't have relationships with any of the uh, inspectors companies or contractors where I receive kickbacks of any kind. All right. So I, I just want to refer who I know to be the best. This particular client was trying to save a dollar. All right. Which I can respect. Uh, mm -hmm. Home purchase is a very significant investment and the inspections do add up. But at the end of the day, this is a tremendous, this is probably the largest investment that any of us make in a lifetime. Right. Yeah. yeah. So this particular property uh, I remembered location. It was in Nutley um, and any area uh, it seems. And Brian, you can speak to this because you all do business all around the state. But yes, in my experience, the closer you are to Manhattan, like if you're Hudson, if you're Bergen, if you're Essex and even Union, you have a significant likelihood that it had an oil tank because many of those properties date back to pre-World War II, pre-World yeah. War II. Right. Yeah. So just a brief, brief history. Oil tanks in New Jersey, uh, when oil became available in the 30s, mm -hmm. they started to bury underground storage tanks to, to hold the heating oil for several reasons. Uh, aesthetics, uh, underground, the frost line, the oil yeah. won't gel. Uh, there were a lot of reasons. So they buried oil tanks in New Jersey up to 1990. Just know really? that. Yes. 1990. Yes. yes. Wow. So that's a huge time span where <laughs> these tanks were going into the ground every single day. Okay. And... Don't forget, a lot of people forget about this or they don't, they never thought of it. Underground storage tank was engineered to last 30 years by quality of steel, wall thickness, all of that. So okay. it, if it was put in the ground in the 30s, 1960 comes, it's rusted, it's leaking oil out, water in. What did they do in 1960? Put another oil tank in the ground. Got it. And not worry about the old one. So I have found up to three oil tanks on wow. one property. Wow. So, That's but, a good point. And they're all over the state. But yes, those are hot spots. As we go closer to Manhattan, you know, in Newark, and, yeah. and, and they are... Yes, they're all over the place. I consider Bayonne to be the uh, the UST capital. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like everywhere. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. Yes, definitely. Um, but this particular case um, chose a because um, uh, and when I first uh, so, so those have again, if you listen to my podcast and uh, maybe even seen some of my YouTube episodes, you know, my real estate career began in Virginia back in like 1996. So me coming to New Jersey, UST was a foreign concept. Right. Uh, the only tanks that you would see in Virginia were when they had them above ground, like on the, the stilts. Or yeah. Whatever, right. Yeah. So it was not a UST uh, water table where I grew up. It was like coastal. So there have been all kind of issues of having a lot underground. So, um, yeah. So getting coming here, the first few transactions that I had, what I had was someone and this was me uh, leaning on a colleague to say, hey, look, who do you use? And they say, hey, look, yeah. Um, at that time, it was like 180 bucks, right? 180 bucks. This person will come out. They come out with the big metal wand mm -hmm. and they do their thing. And the, the, the challenge, as you already know, <laughs> is eventually you come across like steel reinforced concrete or some other barrier that's going to cause a problem mm -hmm. with, with detecting. Mm -hmm. And so I learned very quickly, you know what? Um, I, I need to have like the best of the best. So I started going with you guys. I told them, you know, you guys are a little bit more costly, but you're getting more in terms of the thoroughness, right? As well as the insurance. Yeah. So um, I explained that to him and uh, he just really wanted to save a dollar. 
right? So oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. uh came across driveway was in fact steel reinforced concrete and it was inconclusive, mm-hmm. right? So the results on and as you can allude to, uh, and I'll have you speak on that too as well, Brian. A lot of uh USTs were buried underneath driveways. Yeah, driveway is a super common area for uh, UST to be underneath. Right. Absolutely. Right. So if you, there are a lot of New Jersey where it's blacktop for a uh, driveway and that's not as difficult to penetrate uh, as I understand than your steel reinforced concrete. So um, he had to basically get it. I had to bring you guys in anyway, right? Because yeah. I'm saying, hey, look, and not for nothing, it was there. It was there. It was, it was, that definitely was a UST that was there. Um, so yeah, that's just kind of um, a little bit of a, a pointer that you know it it is worth the investment to get the most thorough and complete inspection uh that you can yeah right? and just so everyone knows uh at the time of this recording you know we're 395 anywhere in new jersey that's our full step five-step process it's not we don't do add-ons or now you need this that's the full investigation whatever it takes to figure out your property 395 single family home residential property in new jersey um, and then we do commercial properties every day um, and they go up from there based on size. We can quote, but a typical tank sweep today from about here is anywhere between 200 bucks. I heard one with a wand done just last week for 350. I don't know who's doing that, but we're at 395. Right. We're getting about five times the value between your insurance and all of the steps we use uh, for a hundred dollars more on average yeah so i mean it's and when you're talking buying a half a million two million whatever five million dollar property you know i think it's well worth it an extra hundred well bucks, worth it you know well worth it and the insurance uh, that's a transferable report we give too a lot of people don't know about that transferable report we have the only one in the business when you're ready to sell and we've done your tank sweep and we give you a property that's clear on paper um you can advertise that and say you know you don't need to do a tank sweep as an incoming buyer you can simply call gpr1 call GPR tank sweep and we'll make you a new report with your name. Now uh, here, here's the other piece to that um, process. And when we have tank removed, you have potentially soil testing. So ex- just share with me is soil testing. Um, Cause I've heard different things from different companies. Do, is it standard that you always, or you're looking for specifically was there deterioration or signs of leakage? Yeah, so so we don't test oil personally, but you know our company. Uh, right. We have several companies that actually oil tank removal companies uh, that hire us to go out and find tanks where they can't find them, um, and we refer to them for any testing or removals. So, in the areas which we find this all the time too, um, uh, line tracing will lead me to a point, let's say in the front yard of the house. 20 feet out from the front. I have a UST grave when I scan with radar. I have no metal anomaly with metal detection. Okay. Right. We have no documentation of a removal. Nobody has it. The town doesn't have it. The owner doesn't have it. That tank was there. We have evidence. I'm looking at all types of evidence. The lines leading right to that spot. And I'm looking at a UST grave. So what happened here? Right. So I just had one of these in Newark uh, just before the end of the year. And, uh, you know, I suggested to my customer i really recommend you have this tested and it was a filthy mess oh you wow. know that was wow. someone flipping a house yeah and we knew that they were trying to hide some other evidence okay and yeah so she had that was a, like a thirty thousand dollar cleanup and uh so we found yes the pain point even though there was no tank there using our other but methods there was, yes absolutely. and that's a good point so just to uh for those who may not be as familiar with the process when a tank is removed there is a permit required 
So when you pull an Oprah report, and this is something that came up in an uh, earlier episode as well, uh, that uh, Oprah report basically is an open public records uh, act that allows access to the general public on informa specific information on a property. So a tank removal would be one of those items. You can make a request for an Oprah if there was a tank there and that tank was removed, there should be a permit. Otherwise, it was removed and it just kind of went under undercover, right? Under swept under the rug, which would in the case that Brian just referenced, there was in fact soil contamination, which I've seen on the low end. And again, we're recording right now, early 2024. Your low end cleanups, at least right now, are in about the twelve thousand dollar range. And that and can, can just go up from there. Right. So you do the math, thirty thousand dollars doesn't sound odd at all. All right. So it is worth uh definitely having it and understanding that there should be some kind of permit documentation if a tank, in fact, was removed. All right. So I'm going to jump over to Rocco now because Rocco, um, Rocco is that other end of what I call my my kind of my my undercover detectives, if you will. So Rocco comes into play and Rocco does more than than sewage. I'll, I'll let you dive into that rock at the end just to kind of give the full scope of what you do. Uh, but Rocco uh, routinely is the um, technician that I'm going to recommend to a client to have a sewer scope done. And Rocco, I just want you to kind of give an understanding of what what is a sewer scope and why is it so critical to have one, particularly in the areas of New Jersey that we're already talking about, that we service, that have homes that are routinely 70, 80, 90, 100 years old? So basically, we um, we check the sewer line that goes from every house most likely has a clean out, uh, which is where you have access to get into the sewer line. Right. So we have these specialized cameras that we put in and we go from the clean out and we check the pipe. We go towards the back of the house. And then we also, most importantly, check the clean out that goes all the way to the main sewer in the street. We do approximately in Jersey, we cover New York also, but in Jersey we do about 40 a week on average. Okay. Um, and 75%, sometimes more, have serious issues. That's how bad it is. Um, as when we talk about serious, what are we talking, Rock? When you say a serious, we give uh, the audience an idea because most buyers have no idea so, uh, that there is any, you know, they hear about root and root penetration, which is an obvious one, but just give a little overview. Yeah, of, so of what a serious. lot of times um, you could have like roots that penetrate the pipe. So most of the times when roots penetrate the pipe, they're breaking the pipe. So once they break the pipe you know some people will be told uh you know you could just remove the roots hydrojet and you're fine they don't tell them the second half of that that the roots are going to grow back in three months so mm -hmm. there's really no way to get those roots out unless you fix that pipe so also what you get is um there's all different types of pipes there's a pipe called transite that was being used after world war during world war ii of course all the cast iron material was being used to make tanks for the war yeah yeah for the war so transite pipe is you can't repair a transite pipe it's made from wood fibers coal and tar mm -hmm. so that has like a 20-year lifespan and i see a lot of that in new jersey what happens with that pipe if you have a small section that's damaged it's not like you could dig it up and do a uh, spot repair because when that pipe 
basically just disintegrates and it gets oval shaped. So if you dig that up, there's no way to attach a PVC pipe or cast iron pipe to that pipe. They just don't sell an oval attachment to a round. Right. You basically have to replace the whole pipe. Got it. Um, other, other issues is clay piping, terracotta. Um, those sections of pipe come in two-foot sections where if you have PVC or cast iron, they're 10-foot sections. So that's why you're going to have a lot more problems with, with the clay. And New Jersey is loaded with terracotta. So basically when the soil below that piping gets moist, the sections of, of piping will disconnect. It's called pipe offset. So they kind of go like this. Right. So when people start flushing and stuff, paper, paper will stick to it and it just creates backups. The other um, serious issue to that is once you get one offset and you don't repair it, water flows and seeps into the earth and softens the soil further, further, further. So now you're going to get two offsets. There's compounds. Okay. Yes, it just compounds. Eventually, it's going to collapse. Um, then we have cast iron piping. Cast iron has a 50-year lifespan, technically. Um, if you maintain it, it will last you 100, 110, 120 years. I I've done sewer inspections with cast iron pipe where the pipe was 120 years old, and it was fine. Okay. Um, I've done some 20 years old and it was just a disaster. Mm. <laughs> um, so and, and get a little bit too rock, um, with the inspection itself, how, how are, how do you conduct the inspection and, and visually can make out all, cause most buyers, again, they've never seen okay. this done. So basically we take the cameras and we insert the cameras into the piping and we try to reach the, the city main. Sometimes we can't, um, so basically the cameras, when we insert the cameras, they have heavy duty lighting and uh, we make videos. Um, when we see defects, we take pictures um, and we just get the camera all the way out to the main. And then, uh, you know, we write in-depth reports. In our reports, um, you know, most guys will just say, oh, you had this. My reports are like 10, 12 pages long. Uh, we give people like a general understanding of every issue that could be in that pipe. Um, and the video footage is available as well. And the video right? footage is available. When we send people the report, they get the uh, video footage. It goes as a link that goes up on YouTube, um, photos, uh, you know, whatever else they need. Right. Um, and that pretty much, uh, pretty much covers it, you know? So Got it. Also, also if there is an issue we have, uh, on our cameras, we have, um, transmitters and we're able to locate above ground where that issue, where that is. issue is, how, how far so, down line and yeah, location. Yeah. How far, how deep. So if there is an issue, you know, most guys want to sell you on repairing a whole new silver line. You don't always need that. Sometimes you can do a simple spot repair, save a lot of money. Um, another thing we also do too, if there is an issue and as long as the pipes not collapsed, we could insert an epoxy resin into the sewer line. And, um, we have another machine that goes in with it and it takes the epoxy and it just lines the pipe. Okay. And when this stuff dries, it's like steel. So, and it's half the cost. Got it. That's that. That's good insight. I know you've offered that for uh, a few jobs I've seen yeah. that have saved people yeah. a lot of money. Um, so, and so Rocco, obviously I use him 
routinely for uh, or recommend him routinely for sewer scope. Um, Rocco, you your services expand beyond that. So you do a lot of chimney work and general inspection yourself. So just give some insights on those other services that you. Yeah, provide. we pre we pretty much do like all types of handyman services. Um, chimney, uh, you know, plumbing, um, concrete, uh, sheetrocking if needed. Um, we pretty much, uh, you know, we're multifaceted. <laughs> got it. Got it. And so it's it's good to have a reliable uh, yes. inspector as well as someone who can both inspect and repair. Um, so that's another value add when it comes to uh, uh, Rocco's services. So we're going to really quick flash up Rocco's uh, contact info here. Um, so Rocco, yeah, I would imagine both email and phone are probably the best way or. Um, my email is Metro sewer inspections at gmail.com. Um, my website is Metro sewer service.com. Uh, my phone number is three, four, seven, nine, six, two, one, zero, seven, six. And we're open seven days a week. Uh, thank you, Rock. I appreciate it. So I'm going to skip back to Brian. This is we start to wrap this up. Brian, just give us an idea on what's the best way to uh, get a hold of GPR. Yeah, uh, check out our website, uh, www.gprtanksweep.com. Uh, you could scroll to the bottom and there is a uh, spot where you can enter your info and book an appointment right there quick and easy. Um, someone from the office will get back to you very quickly after you enter uh, on our website form. Um, if you want to see some interesting finds, we post them up as we go. Uh, Instagram, uh, just go on Instagram, GPR Tank Sweep. We're on there. You could see photos of uh, underground storage tanks we found uh, underneath people's floors in their living room where it's a slab on grade edition. There's there's wow. pictures, stuff like that there, our findings. Yeah. Um, and then, um, yeah, phone number 908-698-4556. Again, 908-698-4556. All right, so that's going to conclude this episode. Uh, again, valuable information and insight here. Uh, every inspection that I have in New Jersey, that's not a condo, all right? So even if it's a townhome, uh, I still will have uh, that recommendation out there. You hope that developers have done due diligence with with a townhome development, you know what I mean? But I, um, you know, uh, I put it out there at the very least. But if you're buying single family, multifamily, uh, you absolutely want to have both of these inspections because these are things that are beyond sight, but become very, very costly if there's an issue. So I want to thank you again for joining us on this episode. Be sure to click like, subscribe, notification bell. Stay tuned for the content that is coming your way. And we need your help to get this word out there that we are covering topics on home ownership and the journey of buying and selling a home, but also different locations here in the Garden State of New Jersey. So we have episodes on this very topic, but also places to dine, social, entertainment. Uh, if it happens in New Jersey, we're going to end up talking about it right here on New Jersey Living Podcast. So everyone stay safe and stay tuned to New Jersey Living.